Hey everyone, you're listening to Locked On Now, NHL, local experts on the biggest stories on the ice. I am your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. We've got our Locked On NHL host here to tell you everything you need to know from around hockey on Wednesday. Last night's biggest game gave a whole lot of scoring in Detroit. The biggest game. One of the biggest and oldest rivalries in hockey renewed last night as the Chicago Blackhawks went into Detroit to take on the Red Wings. Chicago must have been fired up and tagged eight goals on Detroit and locked on Blackhawks tells you everyone who helped get to that eight goal final. Blackhawks win a wild game out in Detroit against the longtime rival Red Wings. What's up, everyone? I'm Jack Bushman from Lockdown Blackhawks. And tonight, the Chicago Blackhawks won an absolute shootout, 8-5 to five in Detroit, the most goals they've scored in nearly two years, led by Dylan Strom's first career hat trick, also netted a career-high four points. Strom was all over the place tonight, led the Blackhawks with six shots on goal, also won 10 of his 17 faceoffs. I think it's a pretty good idea for the Blackhawks to put him in a top six role, in a scoring role alongside offensive-minded players. The fourth line, I think we all knew, was not a place Dylan Strom was going to have success in. So good to see Stromer have the night that he did tonight to lead the Blackhawks offense. Brandon Hagel also chipped in for two points. Seth Jones had a couple of assists. He was great offensively. Alex DeBrinkett netted two goals. One was the empty netter to seal the deal, now giving him 26 on the year. Just an offensive frenzy for the Blackhawks, and really uh, that was the case for both teams here. 13 total goal score between these two sides. No lead was safe throughout the way. The Blackhawks led four to nothing. Uh, They also led five to three uh it it was crazy it wound up being an eight to five victory the Blackhawks hold on there late with a good third period and push their record to 16 20 and seven with a good victory over the longtime rival Red Wings for more coverage on this game be sure to check out tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks your team every day the Red Wings gave up a bunch of goals and then scored a bunch before finally letting Chicago pull away Locked on Red Wings tries to figure out why Detroit was so off and on with the Blackhawks in last night's game. To be honest, guys, I'm not really sure what I just watched. Uh, 20 minutes in, it was 4-0 Chicago Blackhawks. Alex Nedeljkovic got pulled. Uh, Calvin Picard makes his season debut for the Detroit Red Wings, and I thought it, it was doomsday. Then second period started, the Guelph Stormline picked it up. We had a goal from each of them. And uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Robbie Fabry, Pew Suter. All of a sudden, second period ends, it's 4-3. to three. Third period comes around, and now it's just an absolute seesaw battle. Blackhawks go back up 6-3. to three. Red Wings battle back to make it 6-5. to five, And the game ends at 8-5. to five. It was an absolute roller coaster of a game where I thought the Wings were the worst team in the league. Then I thought they might just be the best. Um, Dylan Strom had a hat trick in this game. This game had a little bit of everything, and I think the best and the worst parts of what makes the Detroit Red Wings the Detroit Red Wings this season were accentuated in this game. Their poor defense was horrible. Their great offense was great. It was just the epitome of what makes them very good and what makes them very bad. And Scotty and I are going to talk about it tonight, so make sure you stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings.
Gabriel Landeskog scored a game-tying goal with just 30 seconds left to play to send the Bruins and Avalanche into overtime on Wednesday night. And as this late game went even later, our Locked On Avalanche is here to tell you how it played out in Colorado. The home streak lives. I don't know how the Avalanche pulled this thing out, but my God, what a game this thing was. I was on the verge of, of kind of just accepting the loss here uh but the avalanche find a way to come back tie it in the last minute go into overtime and then take advantage of a boston bruins penalty gabe landeskog puts home the winner and the avalanche home win streak continues it's up to 17 games i don't know what to say about this team Nathan McKinnon broke his nose and the avalanche ended up stealing the soul of the Boston Bruins in the end. Kale McCarr comes up hero once again. Unreal. And, and, the, and the McKinnon injury happened in the first couple minutes of the game. So they yeah. were without him for basically all of the game. And you could tell it, it bothered them. They didn't know if he was going to come back when he didn't come back in the second, they knew that it wasn't going to happen. Physical game. Uh, Taylor Hall's the one that hit him. They tried to kind of throw knuckles with him. He wanted no part of it. And once the avalanche kind of settled down that third period, they were throwing everything at the Bruins and they finally broke through a couple times. And then again, sent it to overtime, just an absolutely incredible game from both teams. And it really was like a playoff game. This is why the avalanche are the best in the West. Unreal. So they continue their, their home streak. And we'll see how long they can expand this. The San Jose Sharks looked like a complete team in beating the Capitals in Washington by three last night. But San Jose has locked, has looked. Mm -hmm. The San Jose Sharks looked like a complete team beating the Capitals in Washington by three last night. But San Jose has looked good on nights before falling apart in other games. So what was the difference on Wednesday? And can the Sharks be trusted now? Our Locked on Sharks breaks it down. The Sharks capitalize on depth scoring. I'm J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks. The Sharks able to win 4-1 to one over the Washington Capitals, uh, getting scoring from uh, Noah Gregor, Jonathan Dahlin, uh, Balash, and Cagliano in a game where James Reimer basically stole the game, stopping 32 of 33 shots um, and proving that Every time we count out the Sharks dead, they seem to hang around just for a little bit longer. So we'll have a full breakdown on what this means for the Sharks going forward as they head into a very tough weekend. And if we can trust the Sharks after tonight's performance. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, subscribe on YouTube where you can see our pretty faces and our little Toma Turtle bobbleheads. That's all for today here at Locked On Now NHL. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. And thank you to our Locked On hosts for keeping you up to date on everything that happened in hockey yesterday. Now that you guys are done here, head on over to Locked On NHL or your local team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker. This has been Locked On Now. Locked On, your team every day.